0: Hello, service coordinators. Welcome to the Service Coordinator Podcast. Today, we are joined with Pam Myers from the Alzheimer's Association of Northeast and Central Ohio. Pam, welcome to the Service Coordinator Podcast. How are you?
1: I'm great, Dan. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, no problem, no problem. Um, sorry, we got this moved around a few times lately. I've had a busy few. I've had a busy summer. Let's just say that. So, um, so thanks for joining us. I guess uh my first question is why don't you tell us something about yourself that nobody else knows or is unique about yourself that we might not know i guess some people might know
1: (laughs) oh my gosh well uh i would share with you that uh, i'm a very uh young glamour uh, of two uh wonderful little boys but a lot of people know that already so Um, one thing I typically share when people ask me this question that most people don't know about, and probably a lot of my coworkers don't know, I am a first degree black belt in martial arts. Whoa,
0: that's all right, there's a good one. So how long you been doing that?
1: Um, gosh, about 15 years now. I started very late. Uh, I didn't receive my black belt until I was in my late 40s so I started a little bit late but you know it was one of those activities I started doing with my son yeah. and you know he kind of moved on to football and basketball <laughs> and I fell in love with martial arts so I continued on my journey <laughs>
0: wow that's that's super cool so you were in there with all the little kids and, <laughs> and then you're getting trained
1: <laughs> I did I did and it was really hard when we were doing our uh, sparring yeah. To hit other people's children, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> your your joy was hitting other kids. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what? How long have you been with the Alzheimer's Association?
1: I have been with the association um, about a little over three years. Um, so I had a a, a good let's say year and a half under my belt before COVID hit and Mm -hmm. then you know COVID hit and everything changed so um, I'm a nurse by um, clinical training and background so I've done a lot of work um, in hospital, home care, speech and hearing field, um, community mental health, and now working with the Alzheimer's Association and uh, our senior population.
0: Oh cool, so what what led led you to the association was it? You were, you were kind of burn out on nursing or wanted something, a little bit of change or what What was that change?
1: Kind of all of the above. Um, community mental health uh, in the time of an opioid epidemic and crisis is very stressful. And uh, so, you know, just kind of looking for, um, you know, some different opportunities. And, um, you know, I very much um, am at, you know, we all get older. Um, the greatest risk factor for developing alzheimer's and other dementia is age so we're all at risk and so looking at how might you know my past years of experience and uh, you know may be able to help the association uh, because our mission is outreach it's making sure that people are aware and educated and you know had some experience there so i thought i could help and contribute yeah
0: right definitely definitely so so our service coordinators this podcast is going out to service coordinators all over the country um so our service coordinators are typically taking care of widowed women in their 70s to 90s you know make about ten thousand dollars a year uh, living independently with services to allow them to age in place and how can service coordinators hook up with the alzheimer's association how can service coordinators you know bring the association into their buildings and connect uh, with our with our seniors our residents in our buildings
1: absolutely and you know again thank you so much dan for having me here because i just really appreciate it and a shout out to missy uh, who made it all happen <laughs> from our yeah. central ohio chapter thank you missy um first of all let me just say to all of the service coordinators out there across the country thank you for everything you do um, we know from talking with our seniors and our families and the people that call us that the work that you do with them is so important and so necessary and just sometimes just the the lifeline that they have. So thank you, a big thank you for everything that you do because it's just, it's so awesome and so important. I want to tell you too before I get started with um, some of the ways that we can assist you as service coordinators is that The Alzheimer's Association is in all 50 states of this great union. And so we have chapters everywhere. So um, here in Ohio, where I live, we have many chapters, we have six chapters. But in other states, there may just be a statewide chapter. There are a lot of states that just have one chapter, but it doesn't matter. Wherever you are, you can uh, go on to ALZ.org and find your chapter. So just so you know that our resources are in all 50 states so um Dan I think one of the biggest ways that we can help you um, is the fact that we offer education we offer support groups we offer early stage activities so we offer some services that um, you know can support the residents that your service coordinators are working with in your communities um, And I would be remiss if I did not share one really important resource with your service coordinators, and that's our 24-7 helpline. Um, The Alzheimer's Association is staffed uh, 24-7. We answer the phone. Uh, People call us day and night for any reason. Sometimes it's, you know, referral questions. Sometimes it's education questions, questions about the disease. Um, It could be looking for a referral. It could be just somebody to talk to. Um, and that's absolutely fine. That's what we're here for. There are trained specialists that answer the phone, and there are master level social workers available if need to, you know, to talk with folks. And also, they will send out to the local chapters any local follow up that's needed. So. Um, we can connect with you and your families as well. So just want to mention that, um, that uh, helpline number, toll-free number is available to everybody 24-7. Okay. Um, Dan, you know, interrupt me because, you know, I'll just keep talking away.
0: Oh, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine.
1: <laughs> if you have other questions. Because, no. uh, you know, I'm very passionate about this and, and what we do.
0: And no, tell we- me. Give it all. Yeah, tell me.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. Um, We uh, offer education programs, and this would be something that might be of help to the service coordinators, particularly as you're working with your residents. If you notice um, some changes in cognitive status or behavior with any of your residents or, you know, the family members are talking to you about it, um, we have lots of different education programs that are they're for the community. They're for people who have concerns about memory loss. Concerns about loved ones with memory loss, um, uh, just an array. We actually have over 14 different programs that we can offer. Um, We do those in communities throughout the country. So, again, if you can go, you go on our website or the chapter website, you can see the programs. And I will tell you, Dan, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic um, back in March of 2020, the association in about two weeks. Uh, nationwide, we converted all of our in-person activity to virtual, so we've been doing um, virtual education, virtual support groups, you know, for the last, what, 16, 18 months. Um, And just now, depending on where you are in the country, we're beginning to move our virtual programs back to in-person opportunities. So you may see a mixture of both um, in your individual communities. Um, But, you know, getting back to getting that stuff out in person. So, um, you know, there's a possibility to host a program in your community, um, or we can get you resources where there are other offerings outside of your community, you know, in your local towns and cities. So, we do our programs all over, you know, um, in, in comfortable, accessible, inclusive places, senior centers, libraries, churches. Um, Wherever, you know, people need us in the community, we do those programs. Um, We also offer caregiver support groups. And again, this might be something that that you as a service coordinator would like to see in your community, and we can certainly, at the local level, talk with you about that. Um, Those groups are all facilitated by our trained volunteers, Um, many of them former caregivers themselves, and so they're very, you know, very comfortable spaces for people to share, get tips and support and resources. Um, You know, it's been a challenge, I'm not going to lie, in the virtual world, um, you know, to do that via Zoom, Um, but we actually have some support groups that are going to continue virtually Mm -hmm. because of some of the benefits, right, of being online, um, you know, not traveling, not having to leave their loved one perhaps, um and just have that convenience of of being home and still having the support so those caregiver support groups are great spaces uh for people to connect
0: how many Um, support groups do you think you have just in ohio alone how many support groups do you think you have
1: oh my gosh i pre-covid uh in each chapter we probably had 30 to 50 support groups because we have them in communities all over you know just lots of towns and communities, we'd have caregiver support groups. Now, virtually, you know, not so many. You know, we have about a dozen in central Ohio, um, uh, maybe a couple more in northwest Ohio. But, you know, it's it's a little bit different virtually because, again, you don't have people traveling to the location. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll start to see more groups become active, I think, um, you know, as we come out of this pandemic. Um, there also a lot of chapters have um, a little bit more specialized caregiver support groups. So for example, there may be a caregiver support group that's focused um, in the LGBTQ community. Um, there may be, we have one in Central Ohio uh, for caregivers where their loved one has Lewy body dementia. So, you know. Sorry, um, you broke up. What, we, what
0: kind of dementia was that? Oh, I'm sorry. You broke uh, up Lewy a little
1: body. bit. Lewy body disease.
0: Huh? I haven't heard of that oh,
1: one. sorry, sorry, Dave. no.
0: What's that one?
1: Yeah. So, it, so Louis body dementia is a different kind. Of, so, in Alzheimer's disease, we have plaques and tangles, beta amyloid plaques. In Lewy body dementia, the protein buildup in the brain—it's a different kind of protein. So, it—it's a little bit different than Alzheimer's. Has a few different symptoms. Um, but it is a progressive, fatal mm-hmm. disease like Alzheimer's and other dementia. Okay. Lewy body, depending on the re- you know who you read in the research, is either the second or third uh, most frequent type of dementia after Alzheimer's. Gotcha. So, okay. but okay. not not real common. Um, but those caregivers sometimes have some unique challenges with that type of dementia. So you know they focus um on talking about that in their right. support group so okay. you know something else dan i need to yeah. mention that i think is really important because national church residence is affordable housing all of our programs and services for our families their caregivers our persons living with dementia are all free of charge there so i wanted to make sure that yeah definitely coordinators knew that as well
0: so yeah. what is your advice um you know uh my dad's dealt with uh, my mom's Parkinson's for 20 years. Never once did he even think about going to a support group, but I think it really could have benefited him and still benefit him. So what's your advice to service coordinators who might see a resident that, you know, those uh, of a family member or a spouse that dealt with, with Alzheimer's, how, how do you get, an an older resident that doesn't really want to get out of the house or maybe not get on the thing virtually to to actually take their time out and 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 try try a support group because i just think it would be huge for for many of those residents and my dad but you know how how do we get them to even take that first step what's your advice
1: how do we the get doors? them to take it i don't know i might ask the service coordinators that question they might yes. have some good answers for us you know, Dan, that's funny you, you mentioned that. That is a real challenge. And, you know, denial, I think, is just part of, you know, chronic diseases and caregiving. And I would say that um another program that we offer folks that would be important to your service coordinators to know is our care consultation program. And that's where we sit down with families and do some you know, long range planning, talk about needs, make referrals, anything that they want to talk about or that they need support with during that care consultation process. And just sometimes when we're just talking with families more informally, you know, the old adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So, you know, it's just continuing to get the resources in front of folks, let them know that they're out there. Um, we find a lot of times that Sometimes as a neutral party, we can make recommendations easier and they're accepted easier than maybe if you, you as the son are trying to, you know, tell your dad what to do. Um, Not that you would do that in any way, shape or form. But you know what I mean, that sometimes we we don't we don't always take the the advice or the the prompting of our of our family members. Right. Right. If we are able to, you know, talk with a with someone who's, you know we're much more neutral, looking in from the outside, and just trying to provide that support and, you know, point of reference for folks. I think it's just continuing to encourage, Mm -hmm. you know, these diseases are progressive, and there's only one way at this point that they are progressing. The person is going to get, you know, worse. And so just, I think, continuing to circle back, because it's not only dan it's it's not only attending support groups it's it's maybe um, getting some respite for the person some respite care or or some just getting um, someone to come in the home for a few hours a week and assist the caregiver maybe that the caregiver can just get out go get their hair done or get their hair cut or go take a walk you know just to get a breath of fresh air and So we're just continuing to encourage people to try to take advantage of those resources and just put them out in front of them. I I just was working with one of our team members today um, on a care consultation, and the fellow probably, you know, we we look at the situation and think, oh, my gosh, they could probably really benefit from a support group, but you're right. It's difficult sometimes (laughs) to try to convince folks to actually get there. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, awesome, Pam. Um, so, before we wrap things up, is there any last uh, thing you want to let service coordinators know, or something about the association that we might not have talked about today? Um, if if so, here's your here's your chance to, here's to say my it. Chance. Yeah, <laughs> All right.
1: yeah. There is there is one other thing I I would just like to throw out there because I think it's you know really important for the service coordinators to know. So, you know, I just went through all of our care and support services, again, that are free of charge for folks. That probably is the point of uh, contact for the association, you know, the program teams and the service coordinators. But just so you know, a couple of other really quick things I want to share with you about the Alzheimer's Association. We are the number one advocacy group for this disease. So, you know, if you have someone who's very passionate about, um, advocacy, we can certainly use those voices to help us inform and form policy at the state and the federal level. We also um, are a very large funder of research, so there's always different things happening in our research arena that people are, are interested in. Um, there is a new drug that is out in the public domain now that is the first treatment for Alzheimer's disease. And it is available, um, obviously, through your physician. It's uh, most beneficial for folks in mild cognitive impairment um, or early stages of Alzheimer's. Um, But, you know, very exciting that we actually have treatment um, for Alzheimer's disease, and I think more to come. And the last thing I'd just like to say, Dan, is that um, there's always, um, all of our programs, as I said earlier, are free of charge. Uh, they're free because we have our walk to end Alzheimer's, and it is walk season. It's walk season right now. Um, and so, you know, if the service coordinators, if you're looking for an opportunity for um, your residents to give back, to to honor their loved ones, perhaps, that have passed from the disease or someone that, that's going through the disease now, they can sign up in their local community, uh, you know, form a team and, and attend a walk. So it's just... It's just a great way for people to come together and celebrate um, those people in our life that are suffering or have suffered from the disease. And it helps us raise money so that we continue funding research, we can continue our advocacy efforts, and we continue our care and support programs.
0: Well, great. So thank you for letting me hear that. (laughs) Yeah, no problem, no problem. Well, Pam, thank you so much for coming on and letting us know about the Alzheimer's Association uh, service coordinators. You know, you have a million resources out there, but I think it's a matter of just digging into one resource, figuring out all about it, and saying, hey, let's bring this resource into our, our, our property one at a time and, and and see what works. And so, Pam, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day, and uh, I, hope you, I hope you had fun on your first podcast. So, uh, come back yeah. anytime. If you ever want to make an announcement or anything like that, just let me know, and and uh, we can get you, get you, or someone from the association back on there. You guys are always welcome.
1: Great, Dan, thank you so much. And and again, a shout out to all of you service coordinators. Thank you for what you do and and taking care of our seniors. And thank you for having me, Dan. I really appreciate this opportunity.
0: Thank yeah, you. no problem. All right, thank you, Pam. <laughs>